All right. Welcome back to From Aid Arbitration. <laughs> I pray that this goes well. It's Monday. I tried and tried and tried yesterday to do an episode. It took me two hours. And finally, I just gave up on it. I use Audacity. That's what I use to record my episodes. And uh, it is not working right. So if I can't do it now, then I'm going to have to call Cole Billups and have him help me through this. But we're going to try to get through it. We're going to try to get through it. JB's going to come in and do sick leave dependent care. He's going to do that because he deals with that a lot. He'd be much better at it than me. And so I'm just going to have him come in and do it. We talked about it uh, last week. And so he's going to come in and do that episode. I'm going to touch on a few things as far as this heat. Uh, and then hopefully we'll be done with it. I do believe it's the biggest grievance we'll file, most of us, in our careers. Because, like I said in the last few episodes, we have actually caught the Postal Service intentionally falsifying heat training. It was The act was intentional. It wasn't an honest mistake, and we've caught them. And I'm of the type that, like I said, I want to fight all the time. I want to fight management all the time. And so when I catch them doing something like that, we've got to hold them accountable. Uh, I believe that just like a crocodile, when you grab them and you can drag them to the deep and drown them through the grievance procedure, you have to do it. And in this situation, you have them. You have got to drag them to the deeps. You've got to. You cannot let them off the hook. I had a... um, an individual get on the Reddit page, the Formate Arbitration, the Reddit page, and he was sent by a business agent. It was either out of his office or somebody that was giving information, and they were taking a shot at me, which is fine. I, like I said, I don't care what anybody thinks about me, truly. I, I really don't. I'm, I'm secure in myself. So I don't care what anybody thinks about me. Uh, but they were taking a shot at me, and so I just said, hey, I'll discuss this on my next episode. And that's what I'm going to do. They were talking about me going after the decision in Ohio. I'll read you what the individual stated, and then I'm going to read you the decision in its entirety. And I'm going to tell you why this decision should get the business agent terminated. I- I've said, and I believe it was in my State of Our Union address, when I said that when I worked at the jail, you had those that ran to the fight and those that ran from the fight. This is the biggest fight we will be in, and you have business agents that are flat running to the fight. Mike Cariff, Eddie Davidson, these business agents are running to the fight, and they are showing their constituents, they're showing their members how to fight, and that they have fight. Uh, Those two business agents have set themselves apart in this fight. Uh, Matter of fact, and They'd probably both kill me. I've not talked to Eddie Davidson once, and I'm one of these that if you show me you're going to fight for letter carriers, I'm on your side. If you show me that you're going to fight for city letter carriers, I'm going to be your biggest advocate. That's just the way it is. Uh, That's how I am. I just want you to fight for city letter carriers. If Mike Cariff ran for president today, I'd vote for him. That's the honest to God's truth. He's not talked to me about it. As God is my witness, he's not told me one way or the other. We've not discussed him being the president uh, as far as him saying, I'm going to do it. Uh, So, but if he chose to run, he would be my vote. Uh, Because this guy understands education is the biggest thing that we've got to offer as a union, is education. Because an educated workforce is a dangerous workforce. Educate your people, and he understands that if you educate your people, that it makes his job easier. It makes his RAA's job easier. It makes his RGA's job easier. Uh, And you have some of those that keep all that education to themselves. Uh, Eddie Davidson, to me, has has set himself apart that where if he was put on a ticket, I would vote for him. If he if he was on Mike's ticket, I'm just I'm pulling this out of my ass. I'm just making this up. Neither one of these have talked to me, I promise you. But Eddie Davidson is showing me that he is one of those that's going to get in the fucking mud and fight. And so if those two are put on a ticket, I'd vote for them. I just would. Uh, Because you've got to have love and you've got to have education. If you have those two things, you'll be successful. Those two things will make you successful. Why is that? 
Education, like I said, is the most important thing because you need your workforce educated. Management will not be able to move in those stations if the carriers and the shop stewards and the branch presidents and the formal A's and the B teams are educated on how things are going to operate, the contract, how we're going to fight things like the hour office time, the five-minute PM office time, the stationary events, all these things that management's doing to us right now. An educated workforce brings all that shit to a halt. Love. If you love me, and if you love your city letter carriers, you will do everything humanly possible to defend them. And that's educating yourself, educating your workforce. That's training. That's doing everything humanly possible to fight for me. Because if you love me, you'll fight to the death for me. And that's how I feel. You've got these business agents that are fighting to the death for their people right now. And Mike Kerf and Eddie Davidson are two of those that have set themselves apart during this process. During this grievance, which they understand is one of the biggest grievances we will file. Why? Because universally, the Postal Service is obligated to give us training by April 1st. And universally, that same business, that same organization has intentionally falsified those training records. Official documents, they have falsified them. Okay, I can't make it any more stronger or clearer than that. I'm going to read something to you here where a business agent has come after me. That's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not a good idea. One thing I'm an expert at is arbitration, but I'm also an expert at B-team decisions. When I told you when I first started learning, I read thousands upon thousands upon thousands of B-team decisions. The verbiage in those, what do those things mean? When I do training, I talk about words, the importance of words, and what arbitrators look at. And so B-team decisions are things that I'm an expert on. I'm going to read one to you here because uh, whoever this is that came after me, I'm going to read you what they said. I'm going to read you the B-team decision, all right? Hopefully I'm not rambling, but... When it came time to fight, when it came time to, to fight one of the biggest fights that we've had in recent memory, this business agent chose to sit that fight out. This business agent chose to sit that fight out. While all of us are running to the fight, I'm running to the fight. I've been on here. I've been talking to newspapers. Whoever's going to listen, I've been talking. Why? I'm running to the fight. You've got Cariff, you've got Davidson running to the fight. Well, as we're running to the fight, you got this clown waving at us, throwing roses at us. Good luck to y'all. Be safe. See y'all when it's over. That's what this business agent's done. He's waving at us as we're going to the fight, cheering us on. Uh, so at the biggest time of our careers, one of them, this business agent chose to sit the fight out. And that's the bottom line. So I'm going to read this to you. Hopefully it won't be too long of an episode, but I'm going to read this to you, what this individual stated, and then I'm going to read the B-team decision, okay? Now, as, as advocates, you listen, you listen. I'm going to ask that you listen to what was stated here, and then listen to the B-team decision, okay? As an advocate, you listen, and you, and you jot down, and you write down. And that way, when something comes back around, you're like, hang on just a second. That ain't adding up. Hold up. That's not what you said earlier. Hang on. Just... So we're all going to be good advocates right here, okay? We're going to test our memory. And things that are said and words that are written, all right? It's going to make, make you a good advocate here. This is what it states. Uh, this is Leading Metal 3844. This is off my Reddit page, so I don't know who it is. Leading Metal 3844. Corey doesn't know shit about what goes on in Ohio. Since the beginning of last year, Ohio has arbitrated 104 cases with a 70% win rate. Now, only somebody from the business agent's office would know that, okay? Because as a city letter carrier, I have no idea how to look that up. I can't look that up. As a branch president, I can't look that up. This is information that only the business agent's office would have, okay? So the business agent's office has told this individual, or it may be the business agent himself, I don't know, uh, because the, the, they go by another name. But this is something that somebody from the business agent's office has told this individual. So the business agent's office has gotten involved, which is good. 
So Ohio's arbitrated 104 cases with a 70% win rate. Okay. Tennessee, question mark, two fucking cases. Now, I don't know why you wrote that because I don't deal with arbitrations. I don't schedule arbitrations. That's out of my pay grade, right? I'm a city letter carrier. So I don't have any control over that, uh, whether it's two cases or not. Uh, like I said, my region has sold their soul to the dollar. Uh, they do pre-arb sessions, and 95 96% of our cases get pre-arbed. Uh, the branch presidents in this region are irate at what's going on with the business agents' office as far as pre-arbs because it's taken over, and the almighty dollar has crushed arbitration in this region. And that's one of the reasons I'm thinking about running for business agent. But uh, Because I won't, have, I won't see the greatest region to me be done like this. Uh, we used to be the top in the country as far as arbitration percentage, win percentage. Uh, and it's got me thinking about doing things I never thought I would do because I cannot stand to see my region done this way. Too many people in this region that I love with all my heart to see them done this way. And I'm not going to tolerate it. And what can I do about it other than this podcast? You know what I'm saying? So that's something for me to think about. I just threw that out there. I don't know why I did that, but uh, I, I love my region and I love every member of my region. Every city letter care is dear to me in this region. Every single one. And, and to see things going on in this region like they're doing has me thinking, has me thinking. So I'm glad you said that. Tennessee, two fucking cases. You're right. And one of those cases was, was investigated by the regional office where people died first, and that's the Memphis case they're talking about. Cutting down the hardworking stewards, presidents, advocates, and leadership in Ohio just because he doesn't like two B-team decisions is misguided and lacks any class. And I'll get to that in just a second. Then he goes on. Somebody says something about the B-team decisions, and he says, Why? Because Corey told you they were shitty? They both found violations of Articles 14 and 19. That's admittance that from management that they weren't providing a safe work environment and that the carriers were put in as having completed the training when they hadn't. Remember that we're being good advocates right here. Okay, this is what he says. That's admittance that from management that they weren't providing a safe working environment and that the carriers were put in as having completed the training when they hadn't, if Corey is have H A V E, I'm sure he meant half, is if Corey is have the advocate he says he is, and I believe he is one, well, you can look it up. You can look it up. He can show any arbitrator that, and they're going to know that it's falsification. We're showing ignorance right here. Okay? Remember that. And they're going to know that it's falsification. Arbitrators aren't stupid. Management also agreed to cease and desist. But most importantly, they told them to do the training. Remember that. We're being good advocates right here. They told them to do the training. I agree with Corey on a lot of things. But more than once on this week's episode, he said it's no longer about if they provided the training. The utmost important thing is that carriers get the training so they can identify when they're in trouble before it's too late and we get another dead letter carrier. Arbitrations are scheduled out three months in advance. By the time it gets in front of that arbitrator, it's time to talk about cold weather training. Could they have been stronger? Yep. Would hit, it should have said it, I'm sure he just accidentally hit hit. Would hit have better been better if it said falsification? Absolutely. Did they put a dagger in any of our arguments going forward? Nope. I'd rather my brothers and sisters get the training and stay safe than building a war chest of decisions far after the carriers are put in danger. And I'm not saying that he's wrong, that it would be great to have those decisions. Okay, so that's, that's what was written. I'm going to read the B-team decision to you. All right? And then I'm going to read you the hip training, and then I'll be done. Here's the B-team decision verbatim, okay? Issue one, did management at the Nelsonville, Ohio station violate Articles 3, 5, 14, and 19 of the National Agreement, including Section 115.4 of the M39 Handbook, 
section 665.16, 811.24, and 817.51 of the Employee and Labor Relations Manual, ELM, when they certified that each city letter carrier had completed the FY23 heat stress recognition and prevention online class. Online class. If so, what shall be the appropriate remedy? That's a fantastic issue there. Number two, did management violate, including but not limited to, Article 17 and 31 of the National Agreement by failing to provide the requested documentation and interviews to the union? If so, what is the appropriate remedy? That's going to be critical here. That's, that 17 and 31 is going to be devastating to management's position here. Okay, now here we go. Decision. The dispute resolution team has agreed to resolve the instant case. Okay, so that means both parties have looked at the evidence, and I'm going to read it to you, but both parties have looked at it, and this is their decision. This is the verbiage that they chose to use to support their position. Okay, now remember, what does it say in Article 15? When it talks about page 15.8, right, in the JCAM, if you look down, it says a step B decision establishes precedent only in the installation from which the grievance arose. For this purpose, precedent means that the decision is relied upon in dealing with subsequent similar cases to avoid the repetition of disputes on similar issues that have been previously decided in an installation. Okay, did everybody get that language? When he says, did they put a dagger in any of our arguments going forward? Nope. Remember what I just read to you. A step B decision establishes precedent only in the installation from which the grievance arose. For this purpose, precedent means that the decision is relied upon in dealing with subsequent similar cases to avoid the repetition of disputes on similar issues that have been previously decided in that installation. Remember that language when I read this to you, okay? I'm not one to be fucked with on this, I'm telling you. Here we go. The dispute resolution team has agreed to resolve the instant case based on the evidence in the case file. The DRT agrees management violated Articles 14 and 19 when they did not complete all five of the tasks required to verify heat illness prevention program certification for the Nelsonville Post Office before marking the training as completed. Management will cease and desist violations of this nature. Y'all hear that? I'm going to read it again. Based on the evidence in the case file. Based on the evidence in the case file, the DRT agrees management violated Articles 14 and 19 when the NAE did not complete all five of the tasks required to verify heat illness prevention program HIP certification for the Nelsonville Post Office before marking the training as completed. Management will cease and desist violations of this nature. Let me ask y'all something. When did they tell them to complete the training? A lot of decisions coming out now saying you're going to complete the training within 14 days, 30 days, whatever. When did they tell them to complete the training on this decision? Because my friend said here, most importantly, they told them to do the training. That's what he said on this Reddit page. Most importantly, they told them to do the training. Where'd they tell them to do the training? Can anybody tell me? I'll read it again. Based on the evidence in the case file, the DRT agrees management violated Articles 14 and 19 when they did not complete all five of the tasks required to verify heat illness prevention program, HIP certification, for the Nelsonville Post Office before marking the training as completed. Management will cease and desist violations of this nature. They failed to complete it because they never started it. I've said that a million times. They falsified the training from the beginning. It was never attempted to be completed. So when you say, when you agree with management that this is the language that you're going to use, that the language that you're going to use is management failed to complete all tasks, they, they never started the shit. And we didn't tell them to complete it. We didn't say management will complete the training. We never tell them to complete it. We just said management will cease and desist violations of this nature. So 
And six months from now, if we say, hey, did y'all complete the training? Well, we weren't told to. So you're not going to complete the training. Well, we just told to cease and desist against the violations of 14 and 19. At no time in the decision did y'all tell us to complete the training. That's what I'm talking about. Your business agent has opted out of this fight. You couldn't have watered that down any more than you did. You have shit on every one of those carriers out of that station. I'm going to show you what your shop steward did. When you say I talk bad about your shop steward, you're a liar. Because I remember what I said when I read this decision the first time. Your shop steward kicked the shit out of management in this decision. Your shop steward did everything humanly possible to to send this to arbitration, and y'all fucked that man. So I'm going to read that to you in just a second. But listen to this here, what they talked about 17 and 31. Listen to this here. Management also violated Article 17 and 31 by failing to provide requested information and allowing the union to interview management officials. Whose burden is it in a contract case? Who carries that burden in a contract case? The union carries the burden in a contract case, right? The union carries that burden. And I've got a shop steward or a branch president saying, I want to talk to the heads of management. I want to talk to the supervisor, the manager, whoever. I want to talk to them and I want to ask them, who is it? that input this training improperly? Who is it that falsified the inputting of this training? I want you on the record. That way, when you go to arbitration, your record is set. Your answers are set. You cannot change your position. I need to talk to them because this is my burden. This is my burden to carry. Is the training falsified? Yes, it is. I can prove that with 100% certainty. Who falsified it? I want you on the record why you did it. Who told you to do it? So we put in a request to interview management officials. Exactly what I said do. Question everybody. Get them on the record. Who told you to do it? Who told you to falsify it? It's too widespread. This had to come from somebody up above. AVPs, I don't know. Maybe the Postmaster General, I don't know. But this is what it states. Management will cease and desist violations of this nature in the future. Management shall provide the requested information to the union and schedule the interviews for the union to conduct within three business days of receipt of this decision. And then what? And then what? You, you didn't tell them that they had seven days from the date of this decision to refile or to revisit. Who gives a fuck now? You said management shall provide the requested information to the union and schedule the interviews for the union to conduct within three business days or receive the decision. And then what? You didn't tell them. And at that time, you've got seven days to refile this grievance so that we can take that into consideration. Who gives a fuck now? The grievance is dead. You know what you didn't say? That management falsified anything. When you talk to me, uh, this gentleman, he says, any arbitrator will know that, that it's falsified. Why? How? How will they know that? Because both parties have looked at the evidence in the case file. Isn't what it says? Based on the evidence in the case file? So both parties determined that it was not falsification. They just failed to complete it. The union raised the issue of falsification, and both parties looked at this evidence And they determined that it was not falsified. Why? Because they didn't say it was falsified. So when you say something that damn stupid that any arbitrator will know they're not stupid, no, they're going to look at this. And if I'm labor, I'm going to say, where does it say we falsified anything? The union accused us of falsifying something. But management looked at the information in the case file, the documentation. Both parties looked at that and determined that there was no falsification. Or they would have said... They falsified something. You can't go in there and convince an arbitrator of that. That's asinine. An arbitrator is going to go by the written word. So when we said, based on the evidence of the case file, the DRT agrees management violated Article 14, when they did not complete all five of the tasks required to verify heat illness prevention program certification, it doesn't say anything about falsification. I'm going to keep on.
The Postal Service implemented HIP to protect employees from heat-related illnesses and to educate them on how to stay safe during hot weather. Certification of HIP training for all employees is required to be completed annually to ensure effectiveness and compliance. Full compliance with HIP requires posting and distribution of safety materials and conducting a stand-up talk with all employees. What happened to the online course? Why do we keep missing that? There is an online course. The union got trampled here. It's because the business agent didn't educate his people on how we're going to handle these grievances. You remember the email I read, y'all? That was from Eddie Davidson, the one where he was getting in management's ass. And he still is. He's gotten all the district managers in all their asses, too. This dude has become a berserker on this issue. Why? Because he loves his carriers. And you are not going to harm his carriers, regardless of the cost. Mike Cariff, bludgeoning management right now on these grievances. Why? He loves his carriers, and you will not hurt his carriers, no matter the cost. What did Eddie Davidson say in that email? I have told my B teams how they're going to handle these grievances. We will send every one of them to arbitration if we have to. Mike Cariff sending thousands of these to arbitration. Why? Because we caught management with their pants down for the first time in a long time nationally, falsifying, intentionally falsifying HIP, which they say was implemented to protect employees from the heat-related illnesses. We caught them falsifying it intentionally. And you've got this here where we won't even say falsification, where we don't even tell them to go back and complete the training, where we tell them, hey, you can interview the people, but what good does it do? Because we didn't tell you you had to seven more days to refile or put more contentions together. We didn't even say that. Who gives a fuck if I go back and interview them now? What am I going to do with it? It's res judicata if I file it again. You've already decided on it. It's a matter already settled. A ship already sailed. <laughs> They're going to say it's, you're taking another bite at the apple. That's what they're going to say. They're going to say, hey, that ship's already sailed on this. That's raised judicata. It's a matter already settled. So who gives a fuck if I go back now and interview anybody? You didn't give me an opportunity to revisit the case. I'm going to keep on. Now, here's the shop steward raising hell. So when you say that I was on the shop steward, you're sadly mistaken. The union contends management did not conduct the required training and falsified the training records to say it had been completed. That's all I need. I can take that one sentence to arbitration. That's all I need. I'll read it again. The incontents management did not conduct the required training and falsified the training records to say it had been completed. Interviews conducted with carriers in the facility confirmed they did not receive HIP training on 3-23-2023 as recorded in their HERO training records supporting his falsification claim. It's our burden, remember? One carrier stated he was not at work on the day their training records say they completed HIP training. Another nail in the coffin for management going to arbitration. Another nail in the coffin going to, to arbitration. The violations in this case are willful, as there are many steps to marking training as completed and can only be done deliberately. This guy is kicking the shit out of management in this case. I would never say anything disparaging against this individual because he gets it and he is protecting his carriers at all costs. Management has a responsibility to ensure safe working conditions, and this includes a responsibility to ensure safety training is conducted when required. The Postal Service has a poor history of responding to heat-related illnesses. I'll take this guy in front of any arbitrator in the country, or this woman, whoever it is. I'll take this individual in front of any arbitrator in the country. So when you say that Corey's misguided when he talks about we need to do the training, He's saying it's all about the falsification. We need to do the training. It's all about the falsification of the training here. You've got to drag management into the deep. This guy has latched on to management, and he is dragging them into the deep. They cannot survive this. They will not survive this in most regions. Management will not. There are things coming out now that is going to be a shitstorm for management nationally. Newspaper articles that are going to be coming out are going to be a shitstorm for management nationally. 
Congress has gotten involved with this. There will be a shit storm for management nationally. And we have these here that have decided to opt out of this fight. Business agents have decided to opt out of this fight. How in the fuck can a business agent opt out of this? That's your job. You're a business agent. You're supposed to be the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. And you have opted out of this fight. Your B team has opted out of this fight. And you're going to come onto my Reddit page and say, Corey don't know shit about shit. Baby, I'm reading to you the shit y'all, y'all handed out and asked your people to eat. I'm reading it to you. You're going to come at me. I'm reading word for word the shit show y'all handed y'all's people down here in Ohio. You're going to come at me. You put up more of a fight on Reddit than you did in this motherfucking B-team decision. You put up more of a fight on that than you did this. Talking about I'm misguided. Misguide my ass. You had a shop store right here. Flat get it. I mean, couldn't have hit it any harder right here. Here's management. Management contends they they give multiple trainings over the computer speakers for carriers to listen to during their AM office time. That ain't got shit to do with shit. That ain't got nothing to do with them falsifying this. Not only is heat stress discussed verbally, but management has also posted multiple posters about heat stress and staying hydrated. That ain't got shit to do with this falsification of hip training. They're trying to put up smoke and mirrors. Hey, look over here at this right here. Don't look at the falsification. Oh, this falsification that the union, they, they laid out to you. Don't look at that. Look at this over here, this little birdie over here. That's a poster we put up. Oh, look at this little birdie over here. We did some stuff over the intercom while there was case and mail in the AM. We did that. Don't look at this over here. It's smoke and mirrors. Management also supplies carriers with water to ensure they stay hydrated and avoid heat stress injuries. What does that got to do with the falsification of hip training? My man has said y'all falsified it, fight it and it was deliberate what you did because you got these steps to go through. I've got statements from carriers saying that they didn't receive the training. I got statements from carriers saying that they were off on the day the training was said to have been provided. And I've got information requests where I wanted to speak to the very people who input the training so that I could support my burden even further. I didn't get any of that. I put this case together and management said they did uh, talks over the speaker. They give you some water and they put up some posters. So we fulfilled our obligation. Don't worry about the falsification of it. We did it. We fulfilled our obligation to them. Listen to this. After a thorough review of the case file. Hmm. The DRT has determined management violated Articles 14 and 19 when they did not complete all tasks required to verify HIP certification for the Nelsonville Post Office before marketing training is completed. The case file indicates Postmaster Christy Girondino utilized Hero Express class certification to mark that that training was completed without fully complying with the training requirements. The five training requirements are. So they're even getting her off the hook on this. This is probably one of the people we wanted to talk to that wouldn't talk to us when they talk about management officials. So they're going to take somebody's word who probably refused to talk to us. That's how damn stupid this decision is. She uh, marked that training was completed without fully complying with the training requirements. You know why? She falsified it. (laughs) She falsified all of it. That's why. And then it goes through the five steps. I've read those before. The express class certification is legitimately used to document after the fact group or individual field training activities. Additional video material is available through Hero, but is not a requirement for HIP certification. That's not what we're talking about. They, they falsified the HIP training. They falsified the HIP training. And an online course is part of that HIP training. That's the reason they falsified it, because they didn't want to give us the time credit in the office to sit down and do it. They're wanting us out of the office in an hour. So they're falsifying all of our training. A lot of people have gotten into this training. They've seen that multiple things have been falsified on this training. Multiple things have been falsified because management doesn't want to take the time to give us time on the floor to do the training. You know why? Because AVPs have come down and said, get them out of the office in an hour. We don't have time to sit them down and let them do training, falsify the training. That way I can put in a newsletter that our goals 
have been accomplished so much that they're astounding. That's what they're saying, that the things that we've implemented, the results are astounding. The one-hour office time, stationary events, and this is how they do it. And you know what we said in this decision? Fuck off, city letter carrier. That's what we said. <laughs> God dang. And you're going to come at me? Holy shit, man. You should have read the decision. Listen to this. And this is a killer. This is unbelievable right here. This is the worst fucking sentence in the damn... Th I, it, the case file does not show this is a recurring issue at the Nelsonville Post Office. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. I'm going to read that again. The case file does not show this is a recurring issue at the Nelsonville Post Office. I just wish you wouldn't have put that in there. I just wish you wouldn't have put that in there, Union. My God. We have caught management intentionally falsifying official documents. That's what this is. When you input something into that, that's an official postal document now. That training records, when you pull those, those are official documents. You know how I know? Because anytime we get disciplined, what does management say? They've had training. Here's the documents that show it. They've had this training. When they fire somebody, if you've dealt with any kind of removal about vehicle accidents, what do they say? They've had all this vehicle training. Those are official postal documents. And they falsified it, intentionally falsified it, and we proved it with 100% certainty. And what do we agree to? It's not a recurring problem. Are you fucking kidding? Have you lost your fucking mind? It's not a recurring problem. My God, man. Falsification and the intentional falsification of, of documentation is not a recurring problem? Are we kidding? I'll tell you what you do, though, shop steward, since you raise so much hell. Anytime a carrier is caught falsifying documentation, medical documentation, uh, continuation of pay documentation, FMLA documentation, anything that they get caught falsifying, put this decision in there and say, hey, look, this is how we deal with the falsification of documentation. We give them a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance. Because management agreed that it is not a recurring issue at this post office to intentionally falsify documentation. That's what I will do. That's the only good that this decision is for, is to get somebody out of jail free card when management attempts to remove them from their livelihood on the very first occurrence of falsification. When management attempts to do that, which they will, Put this decision in there and say, this is how we handle falsification in this installation. We say that it's not a recurring problem. So the carry has not had an issue before of falsifying anything. So management's attempting to remove them on the very first occurrence. That's how important it is to management when we do something wrong. But when these sorry motherfuckers do something, we say it's not a recurring issue. And the union has agreed to that. And you're going to come at me? baby boy with some bullshit I don't know shit about Ohio baby I can read I don't give a fuck where this is from I can read you fucked those people man just admit it you fucked them over the shop store kicked the shit out of management y'all laid down and licked their fucking ass for them pitiful it's got the ELM language in there it's got the JCAM language in there and all that. And then it goes over again, just what they do. Here's the table of contents. PS form 8193 pages. NALC appeal letter. Table of contents. Union facts and contentions. Uh, eight pages. Extension. A request for formal A meeting. Steward certification. Copy the 8190. Union request for information. Two pages. Emails for meetings. Extensions. Clock rings. 16 pages. Employee listing report. Daily schedules, two pages. Carry interviews, uh, two pa uh, three pages. Hero course details, three pages. Hip language, ten pages. Postal bulletin and uh, ELM language management contention, six pages. So the shop steward got it right here. The shop steward got it right here, and y'all let them down, and that's y'all's fault. Uh, everybody's sending me decisions right now where they're pissed off and rightfully so. 
where y'all's area has decided to opt out of this fight. Now, we will carry this fight to management. Uh, however few it is, we will carry this fight to management and we will win this fight. Just don't celebrate like you did something when we win this fight if you sorry motherfuckers have sat out of it, okay? Just don't raise your hand in celebration with us when we get shit changed based off of this falsification when you cowardly motherfuckers wouldn't even get in the fight. That's the only thing I ask, okay? But I'm going to read this decision to you. Somebody else sent to me. <clears throat> and then I'm going to read something and I'm going to be done with it. So this management was found to be in violation of Articles 14 and 19, ELM 817. Management will cease and desist violating the requirement for the heat abatement training, HIP. Both parties understand the importance of carrier training, especially heat abatement, HIP training, that is supposed to happen prior to April 1st each year. Now, th that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Let me start. Both parties understand the importance of carrier training. These motherfuckers falsified it. How are you going to, to uh, let them sign off that they agreed to it? They falsified the shit. The very same, this is a formal A settlement. The very one who signed this probably is the one who falsified it, and we had to catch them falsifying it. They didn't come clean to us. If we wouldn't have caught them, it would still be falsified. We would go through the entire summer and winter, and it would still be falsified. How are you going to agree that both parties understand the importance of carry training when the motherfuckers falsified it and we had to catch them falsifying it? Good God. Management agrees to the following remedy to ensure future compliance. Okay? In the future. Let me stop you there. You're not going to get another shot at this. You're not going to get another shot at this. Management is fixing to reap the fucking whirlwind on this. I promise you that. Management is fixing to reap the fucking whirlwind on this for falsifying, intentionally falsifying this training with the shit that's fixing to come out. When you say in the future, you have lost your chance. When I say drag them into the deeps, it's on this case here. You will not get another shot at it. They will not fuck this up again. They, they thought that they got away with it, and a lot of places they have, and, and like this decision here, they got away with it. They intentionally falsified this training. Now I've got a brother that's deceased. You're not going to get another crack at it. If you told management to sign off on in the future, every care would get a million dollars. If they falsified training, they would sign it. I'm telling you that. They would sign it. If you, say, if you got a station of 40 carriers and you say, hey, I want you to sign off on this, that in the future, if you falsify this, it'll be a million dollars of care. They'll say, where do I sign? You have caught them in the most devastatingly damning position ever. The intentional falsification nationwide of hip training. They can't run from it. They're trying. They can't unless you let them. And we let them here. Here it says, in the future. Manager agrees to ensure every employee will properly receive the video training before April 1st. Now, they at least got that right. The other decision out of Ohio that completely fucked that station over didn't even talk about the video training. The, the union addressed the online courses. The union addressed the online course. And the union, for some reason, at the B team got run over. Where it's just this... The certification is five things to certify it. I, I don't know how we dropped the ball so bad on that. But this person at least said the video training and this one for heat abatement HIP. Management will also provide the weekly training associated with HIP throughout the summer months. Two, to ensure compliance, management and the steward will document when carriers get the train to make sure no employee is missed. Three, if a carrier is out on extended leave for any reason, they will receive the proper training the first day back. If not possible, it will happen no later than three business days after returning. If not done timely, the remedy will fall under number five. Four, management will not sign off that an employee received proper training until after they have provided the specific training. Five, any future violation will result in a $25 remedy for any carrier that does not receive training prior to April 1st. Goodness God Almighty. Any future violations will result in $25 remedy. 
any future violations of y'all intentionally falsifying training. Any future violation of y'all doing that, we're going to charge you 25 bucks now. Anytime y'all intentionally falsify something, your ass is going to pay up $25 to a multi-billion dollar company. Anything y'all do in the future as far as falsifying, intentionally falsifying, and we catch you. If we catch you intentionally falsifying something, by God, you're going to pay $25 for it. We're not going to put up with this shit. That's 25 bucks right there, baby. I'm making carriers rich. We're making it rain up in this bitch. 25 fucking dollars if they get caught intentionally falsifying. What in the fuck are we doing? What in the fuck is that? Good God. You might as well set a nickel. God dang. Management laughed their ass off on this one. And most of these regions, they're laughing their asses off that they got caught red-handed falsifying shit. And we got too many motherfucking cowards won't hold them accountable to the motherfucking shit. I'm going to keep on. Six, the remedy if a supervisor falsifies any training for an employee will be a $75 that employee. Did you hear the, the future? The remedy if a supervisor falsifies any training. God dang. We're, what? Will be $75 to the employee. If a carrier falsifies anything, he's going to lose a $60,000 job. If we falsify anything, do y'all see the ignorance of our position here? We're telling you that we're not going to do anything else to you. If you're caught falsifying it, you know what we cannot do now? We can't charge you with a JSOV. We can't charge you with that for intentionally falsifying stuff, we can't ask for your removal from your position. Now, if you caught falsifying anything, we can't take you to an arbitrator to say they're continuing to falsify documentation, Mr. Arbitrator, and they have no business supervising city better cares. Do you know why? Because I've got two signatures on this. The remedy if a supervisor falsifies any training for an employee, it will be $75 to that employee. You have given that supervisor a get-out-of-jail-free card for life. Any supervisor for life. Because it says the remedy for this violation is this. Y'all hear that? Now, I tell y'all, I'm an expert on words and the meanings of words. When people look at this, they probably never saw that. But you have written the remedy if a supervisor falsifies any training for an employee, it'll be $75 that employee. So from here until the end of time, management can falsify your records a thousand times and you can't do shit about it except pay a carrier $75. They will remove us immediately if we falsify the first damn thing. Why is there such a double standard with us? Why does the union tolerate that shit? What in the fuck is going on with our union, man? You've just agreed that the remedy for falsifying is 75 fucking dollars. And you can't escalate it. And you can't ask for anything else. You know why? Because you stated in writing the remedy for falsifying is this. Seven, all employees not provided with video training will be identified and trained within a week. Eight, Management agrees carriers will be allowed additional comfort stops if needed due to the heat humidity from May, September. They ain't got to agree with that. I can do that anyway. Management agrees. Hell, I get that. that that's something I get anyway. They don't give a fuck if they agree with it or not. Do y'all see what I'm saying? And the person who sent me this said they told them not to do it. And they said, I can get more of it from here than I can send it up. Motherfucker, you have no confidence and up above you if you sign off on that shit. That the remedy for falsifying from here until the end of time is 75 bucks? Sweet God. What in the fuck has happened to us? <laughs> shit. Hey, look here. Uh, I've got something else I'm going to read. I've got time. I've got time. I'm going to read. This is the Heat Illness Prevention Program Certification. Posting, hip, and heat illness poster and safety talk. I'm going to read it to you because this is important for that B-team decision that pissed on their people, okay? Appendix 1, heat illness prevention program certification postings, hip, and heat illness poster and safety talk. 
For supervisors, the United States Postal Service, Postal Service implemented the Heat Illness Prevention Program, HIP, to protect employees from heat-related illness and, and educate them on how to stay safe during hot weather. Including in this HIP Safety Talk, HIP Safety Talk or Safety Talk, is the HIP document and the safety talk that is to be given to all employees. The heat illness poster, which must be posted in all facilities, has been mailed to all level 18 and above facilities. The heat illness poster can be printed from the safety resource tools for all other facilities. Additional collateral material can be ordered from the Topeka NDC. This safety talk serves as a HIP certification of your facility. It's got the five things that they listed on that decision. Heat Illness Prevention Program, facility name, date, developed by. This written program documents the procedure we take to comply with the required elements of the Postal Service's Heat Illness Prevention Program. This document will be reviewed annually to ensure effectiveness and compliance. Copies of this document are available to employees upon request. Okay, so I should get a copy of this. The HIP is triggered during the period of April 1 through October 31. And at any other time when weather reports issued by the National Weather Service for a particular work location indicate that the outdoor heat index temperatures are expected to exceed 80 degrees Fahrenheit during the course of a workday or work shift. Methods of compliance. Oversight. The installation head at all local postal service owned or operated facilities will be responsible for the implementation of this HIP for their employees, provided the facility meets the heat exposure criteria outlined above. So now you've got a culprit. Now you've got somebody you can talk to. Uh, the installation head. Okay? And the installation head is uh, responsible for the implementation of HIP. And so we requested to speak to them in that Ohio decision, but they said, fuck off, uh, you get a 1731 violation. You can talk to them after the fact, but you can't do anything with it, okay? The Postal Service's Chief Human Resources Officer, or his or her designee, will oversee the HIP from a universal perspective. That's who we need to talk to. The Postal Service's Chief Human Resources Officer, or his or her designee, when I put in an information request, I need to speak with that individual, and I need to know why this universally was falsified. Who is it in that position, the chief human resources officer or his or her designee? I need to know who it is that oversees this, and how did you fail so miserably in finding out that this was falsified nationwide? How did you fail in your position ensuring the implementation and management of HIP? That's your job to ensure the implementation and the management of HIP. That's your job. All of these have been falsified. That's on you. How did you drop the ball? All right, so that's what I'll do. I'll put in an information request to speak to them. Each area regional vice president will designate an area regional coordinator who will be responsible for ensuring the implementation and management of the HIP in his or her area, area region, as well as certifying compliance with the HIP for his or her area region See Appendix 1. The area regional coordinator will be trained in the risks, physiological responses to, and controls for heat index and temperatures exceeding 80 degrees Fahrenheit, and will have the following knowledge and skills. So, now I've got each area and regional vice president will designate an area regional coordinator who will be responsible for ensuring the implementation and management of HIP in his or her area. So, I've got an AVP coming out. Remember that? An AVP coming out saying, hey, We've got this hour office time. It's astounding the, the results. This hour office time is astounding. And we're, we're watching people. No stationary events, right? We've got these scanners saying, no stationary events. Keep it moving. Beat the heat, right? And we've got an AVP involved in that. What is the AVP's responsibility here? He's the one supposed to designate it. You think he might have a hand? In this, where this was falsified, I'm not going to make accusations, but if he's over it and I've got this hour office time and people falsifying these things because you got an AVP saying, get them out of the office in an hour and all this is falsified, I don't know, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, I'd be questioning the AVP. Hey, you talked about this hour office time. What about this falsification of HIP that you're responsible for? What about that? 
Training and mobile de- delivery device messaging. Training. The Postal Service will require annual completion of a HERO training course on heat stress by all employees in every facility, regardless of exposure assessment findings. This course will discuss the effects on, of heat on the body, outline the risk factors for heat-related illness, and describe the associated treatments for each. This training will also explain several control measures, techniques, and safe work practices that can be used to prevent heat-related illness as outlined in this document. It is the responsibility of each installation head to ensure that employees complete the above-referenced hero course. So it's their responsibility. We try to get them on the record and know how they told us to fuck off. Employees must complete this training prior to April 1 each year. Employees who are absent when the training is provided are required to be provided with the training prior to returning to street duties during the period of April 1 through October 31st. Brother Gates was off work prior to coming back and, and falling ill. Brother Gates was off work prior to getting out on his route and dying. Okay? They falsified that training, said that he received it. Where it says here, employees who are absent when the training is provided are required to be provided with the training prior to returning to street duties. So they falsified this man, allowed him to go back out on the street after he was out for an extended period of time and he died. Do people, do people down there know this? I know the president does because she is flat getting it still. She is blistering management there. Still to this day, she is lighting their ass on fire because of her brother, Mr. Gates. That branch president right there is raising hell today still on behalf of Brother Gates. So I'm not going to question anything for that young lady. She's blazing a trail down there, man. But he was off work. They falsified it. And it says prior to returning to street duties, he should be given it. They falsified it. These things need to be told to Congress. Mobile, mobile delivery device messaging. From April 1 through October 31st, mobile delivery device messaging will be disseminated from the national level addressing issues related to heat exposure and the prevention of heat-related illness with a focus on matters such as proper attire, sufficient hydration, effects of personal medical conditions or medications, how to recognize signs and symptoms of heat-related illness, other weather-related concerns and guidance on how to respond in an emergency. Each week, the supervisor will give a safety talk addressing issues related to heat exposure and prevention of heat-related illness. These talks will be documented in HERO with certification of completion for all employees. Guarantee you not one of y'all have received those. And I'd ask for those too. They falsified that shit. Uh, and that the mobile delivery device, where does it say that they will tell us beat the heat? No stationary events. Keep it moving. I would like to address the AVP on that, whoever had that. I take that to the AVP and say, look, this is what's being disseminated on these mobile delivery devices. Beat the heat. Keep it moving. No stationary events. Do you agree with that, yes or no? Is that your position, yes or no? And get that motherfucker on the record. And then it just talks about monitoring for symptoms, uh, signs and symptoms on how to beat the heat. Um, emergency planning, but uh, there's you some people. Jeremy's going to put that up for you on the website. Uh, so there's you some things, some people that y'all can talk to and get in their ass, okay? Uh, look, that's all that's going to be on this, this episode. There's going to be something huge coming out from the Washington Post. Huge coming out from the Washington Post. Keep your eyes open for that, okay? Keep your eyes open for that. Uh, protect yourselves out there. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Gatorade, body armor, water. Make sure you're mixing those, okay? Uh, don't sweat all your stuff out just drinking water. Make sure you're hydrating yourself. Take breaks as needed in this heat. I don't care where you have to go. No arbitrator is going to uh, agree to any discipline if you're trying to keep yourself safe. I don't care if you have to go five miles off your route to get into some air conditioning. Do it. Do that, okay? Um... And look, let me talk about this just for a second, and I'll be done with it. Uh, a lot of people are upset about me talking about the charges on this on, on a podcast. I don't give a fuck if you're upset about that or not. I really don't. I don't give two fucking shits if anybody's upset at me about that. I've seen people say it's none of our business. Who in the fuck are you to say it's none of our business? What goes on at National? 
It's everybody's fucking business that what goes on at National. You know why? Because they work for me. They work for you. This is some kind of secret society up there that just does what they want and just on these little groups and shit. They work for me. And I deserve to know every fucking thing that they do. You know why? Because I pay their salary. That's why. Everybody think it's so hush-hush up there. Don't, you know, don't say anything about that. Fuck that. They work for me, man. They work for y'all. And you think that I'm going to sit here and whatever happens up there, man, that ain't none of my concern. Bullshit. I elected that person. They're going to be held accountable for everything that they do. Every penny that they spend should be held accountable for. I don't give a fuck how far it goes back. Transparency is first and foremost with my union. If I was the president, I would have my criteria. Everything that I did every day would be out on the website or on the NLC site. President Cory Walton's going to do this this week. Cory Walton's going to do this next week. This is what he's going to be doing. Why do we think this is such a secret society up there that can't be touched or talked about? That's fucking crazy. There are arguments going on today on Facebook for the last five days about it. If there are charges being brought up, I'll read them if I fucking want to read them. You know why? Because they work for me. That's why. And all this hush-hush bullshit is crazy. You may like the person. I don't know. I don't care. You may work for the person. Don't give a fuck. But I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about, especially the NLC, because the NLC is my agent. And as my agent, I pay their salary. And if I pay their salary, they're going to be fucking transparent with me. That's the bottom fucking line. All right? Hey, I love each and every one of you. I do. But damn it. This this NELC is off limits is fucking crazy. They are not off limits. They should have windows around the whole damn place so we can see what's going on at all times. That's how I feel about my agent, about the one who's representing me, about the one who I'm paying good dues to for a long, 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 long time. That if you're out there doing shit you shouldn't be, I need to know about it because it's going to affect things that I do in the future. Right? All this hush-hush bullshit, you know, fuck that. <laughs> Y'all may not agree with me. I don't give two shits. But, uh, yeah, they're not a secret society up there, man. They're not untouchable. No, sir. The exact opposite. The exact opposite. You hear me? All right? So be upset if you want. Y'all can be upset at me. I don't care. Really. That's my opinion on that is they work for me. I don't work for them. And there, there is no such thing as what goes on behind closed doors stays behind closed doors. It just doesn't work that way. So anyway, y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. Sorry about the delay in this here. It looks like it worked out pretty good for me today. It kept rolling yesterday. I just would not do that, but I wanted to address that heat stuff because that chapped my fucking ass on that. That people put up more of a fight on Reddit than they would out there representing your people. Uh, you have those running to the fight, though. You have those running to the fight, and I'm going to get behind them. I'm going to get behind them. Kareth, Davidson, those two right now are beasts. Are beasts on this right here on this topic. And uh, if there's going to be a ticket, I look for them two to be on it. Uh, I'd vote for Mike Kareth today for president. He's going to be pissed that I say that, but I don't care. Uh, the guy has the love, the passion, the education, and and is constantly working to get his cares better. And that is a leader. Eddie Davidson, like I said, has put out emails blistering management, getting each and every district manager's ass involved, uh, training his people up as B teams, telling his people we're fighting this to the hilt. Your cares have to see that fight. They will get behind a fighter. I'm telling you. Carriers are like that, man. I'm a city carrier. They're like that. They want to see a fighter, and they will get behind a fighter. If you are bludgeoning your carriers like this decision in Ohio did, if you're bludgeoning your carriers, you will lose them. You will lose them. Be careful. Be careful. I want every business agent to succeed. 
I want every one of them to be hell raisers. You know why? It's going to make me stronger. It's going to make us stronger down here on the workroom floor. Strong business agents equal stronger city letter carriers because we have confidence that we're going to be protected when the shit hits the fan, right? And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. I want all of them to succeed. I'm not mad at any of them, right? I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Uh, if you turn around and fuck it up, fuck us over later, I'm going to call your ass on that. But that's just how I am, okay? Because I love, 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 love the city letter carrier. I love them with all my heart, and I will do whatever it takes to protect them, truly. Ask anybody about me. At every level, I've been at every level, and I have blistered every level's ass when it came to the city letter carrier. Remember I talked to Bruce Getz when we were uh, talking about the area when I was at National National Safety Committee. We were trying to figure out how to protect city letter carriers in the heat. What can we do to help them in these, in these hot conditions? This is back in 13, 14, 15, whenever I was up there. And so I simply said it in an email, look, we need to keep the carrier off the street. So what's the best way to do that? Get them ready in the office when they're in the air conditioning. Get them ready in the office Everything done in the office. That way, when they get to the street, they don't have that much time on the street. So let's let them stake their DPS because June, July, and August do not count towards uh, route counts and inspections. And TRAP, it came out. They don't count for that either. So June, July, and August, right? They don't count. So let them stick the DPS in those hottest months. And that way, they don't have to stay in the street. That'd be one thing that we can do to help them out. And Bruce Getz said that ops had come out and said they will not allow that because it will affect efficiency. Think about that. They will not allow him to do, they will not allow the letter carrier to stick their DPS because it will affect efficiency. Tell me now about making the numbers. <laughs> Tell me now about making the numbers. When the numbers are more important than the carrier's health, we are a fucked up organization. Efficiency is over the city letter carrier's health efficiency remember that when you're dealing with these motherfuckers in this grievance procedure remember that when you're at these b teams licking management's ass on these b team decisions efficiency will always beat out the city letter care as far as these sorry low down motherfuckers in management okay remember that that's a true conversation i love each and every one of you with all my heart i promise you i do i do and we're going to win this i promise you we're going to win it <laughs> We will win it. A shitstorm's coming. They're going to reap the fucking whirlwind, baby. And I'm going to be here for it. All right? Uh, I'll talk to y'all next Sunday. Uh, until then, y'all be safe, okay? Take care now.